The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Philip finds Nathanael and says to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. And Nathanael replies, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was a small town in the northern region of Galilee, probably no larger than 500 people in Jesus' day. It was about 65 miles north of the big city of Jerusalem. So inconsequential was Nazareth that the town is not mentioned once in the Hebrew Bible, our Old Testament. If people of Jesus' day had known modern English, they might have called Nazareth a hick town or out in the boondocks. Nathaniel is ready to dismiss Jesus outright simply because he is from Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? How often, my friends, do you and I do something similar? Dismiss a fellow human being outright simply because she or he is from a different country or a different part of our own country? How often do you or I dismiss a fellow human being outright because she or he is without a job or without a home or because she or he is a member of that other political party or is of a different sexual orientation or is Hindu or obese or has just been released from prison? How often do we miss an encounter with Christ because 
we have dismissed another person outright. Conversely, how often do people dismiss you and me because we are Christians? More and more people in our world are asking, can anything good come from the Christian church? What with all the very public scandals surrounding church leaders, the judgmentalism and hypocrisy that characterizes much of Christianity, and the way some Christians confuse their faith with their politics, many Americans today see the Christian church the way Nathaniel initially saw Jesus. Can anything good come from the Christian church? Now, today's reading is from John's Gospel, and to have faith in Jesus, according to John, is to believe that Jesus has come from God. And so the question, can anything good come from Nazareth, is, in a way, missing the point. Yes, on the level of the physical world, it is true that Jesus comes from Nazareth, The deeper reality, the spiritual reality, is that Jesus comes from God by way of Nazareth. And yet, Philip could never convince Nathanael that Jesus has come from God by using reasoned arguments. Only by experiencing the spirit and wisdom and presence of God in Jesus could Nathaniel ever be convinced. And so, rather than trying to persuade Nathaniel that Jesus is the promised one about whom Moses and the prophets wrote, Philip simply invites Nathaniel to come and see. Come and see. It's an invitation we hear several other places in John's Gospel. Just a few verses earlier in this first chapter of John, two of John the Baptist's disciples approach Jesus and ask, where do you live? It's not a question about geography. It's a question about where Jesus' heart resides. But rather than giving an answer to the question, Jesus offers an invitation. Come and see. Then one of them, Andrew, goes and invites his brother Peter to come and see Jesus for himself. When Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman at the well, and she is astounded at his uncanny knowledge of her personal history, she runs back to her city and tells the people there, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? Come and see. It's not an answer. It's an invitation. And perhaps that is how we should respond to those skeptics who ask, Can anything good come from the Christian church? Perhaps we should respond, come and see. 
research shows that 80% of people who come to a church for the first time come because they were invited by a friend or a family member. Somebody said to them, in effect, come and see. I know several of members of our congregation who are here today because someone once invited them to come and see. Most of John's gospel involves not argument or persuasion, but invitation. John's gospel comprises stories of different kinds of people encountering Jesus in different situations. Jesus encounters Philip, Andrew, Peter, Nathaniel, the woman at the well, the man born blind, Mary and Martha, Pontius Pilate, and Mary Magdalene. Across the pages of John's Gospel, writes pastor and scholar David Lowe's, there are women and men, Jews and Gentiles, rich and poor, powerful and vulnerable, people of all shapes and sizes and varieties that Jesus meets. And to each one, in one way or another, he says the same thing. Come and see. Come and see God do a new thing. Come and see as your future opens up in front of you. Come and see the grace of God made manifest and accessible and available to all. In our small group meetings in November with Elizabeth Thompson, our discernment consultant, we were asked the questions, what do you think is the unique mission of Christ Church? What is its home? What is the one thing that Christ Church offers that feels like a special calling from God for us to fulfill? Then in December, our vestry collated and condensed the answers from those small group meetings. And in that process, we discerned some of the key characteristics of Christ Church that you identified. One, we are open and inclusive where many Christian churches are not. Two, we are loving both with each other and with ministry outreach to the community. Three, our hospitality is evident to all. For there is within Christ Church a spiritual presence and depth. And five, Christ Church offers intellectual, thoughtful, and reflective sermons, classes, groups, discussions, etc. What is important to you about the life we share in this faith community? Where and when do you think we most vividly, experientially embody the love, compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness of God? 
Where do we provide opportunities to go deeper in relationship with God and one another? If you were to invite a friend to come and see the best of our congregation's life and work, to what specifically would you invite that friend? To a worship service? A contemplative prayer group? Centering prayer or still point? A hospitality event? A Bible study? Wendy's or Deanne's? Our Seek and You Will Find group? A concert? An outreach effort? The future of our faith communities, writes David Lowe's, will be greatly determined by our willingness to invite others to share what we have found. Our willingness to say, come and see. Philip invites Nathaniel. He doesn't cajole or coerce or intimidate. He just invites, and we can do the same." Unquote. Episcopal monk Mark Brown states, I don't experience God as one who commands. I do experience God as one who invites. The God of my experience is one who invites me to share his own life, invites me to share his own love, to share his own creative work in the world." Brother Mark's fellow monk, Curtis Almquist, notes that we brothers are always asking ourselves, so what's the invitation here? We believe that life by nature is an invitation, God's invitation to participate in life, in God's life. Life by nature is God's invitation to participate in God's life. So often, my friends, I think we approach life with an initially negative, even judgmental attitude. Can anything good come from you fill in the blank? What would happen if instead we were to go through our day asking this question over and over again? What's the invitation here? What's the invitation here? We might just hear Jesus' voice inviting us, come and see, come and see. Come and see how I am even now working to renew the world. Will you join me in that work? 